Maybe I'm wrong, okay? So how do you develop this relationship with your father? Let me see who's going to answer first. By reading the word. By reading the word. Amen. What, what, do you, what do you get from reading the word? Very good. He speaks to you through the word. Because the Bible says that the word of God is the very breath of God. The word of God is living. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So, so we develop, we, we get to understand the mind of God through the spirit of God, which I've been developing, right? Told you last week that the reason why we can do better than children of Israel is because we have what? The spirit of God in us, right? And our heavenly father wants to communicate with us what? Not weekly, not every so often, but what? Every day. So what, what do we, how do we do it? We get into his what? Into his word, right? What's the next thing we can do? Prayer. Amen. Prayer, reading the word, right? So prayer is the believer's communication with God with the assistance of the Holy Spirit whereby you make your request be known unto God. Let me say this to you. Prayer is not just about asking God for the things that you want. Amen. And in the family now, in the family of God, right? You know, it's, it's amazing that sometimes we have the same relationship that we have with our earthly father. It's the same relationship that we have with our heavenly father, and we got to change some of that. Yeah. Right? We don't just go to him for when, when we're in trouble. All right. yeah. We can have a casual conversation with God. Yeah? How do you just talk to him all day? You know, you just, you know, it's like you're just talking to him. You know, Lord, help me. Or, you know what I mean? Or, or not only that, but Lord, thank you. You follow what I'm saying? You know, the, the key thing is learning how to thank God in, before anything happens, right? Okay, I have a question. What's the difference between talking to yourself and talking to God? Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I talk to myself, but I don't, I don't know how to differentiate, like, talking to God without, like, being in prayer. I just talk to God. Like, well, when you say talking to yourself, are you talking, like, 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 say you're, like, talking to him? You're talking to yourself, but you're really talking to him. Like God, you know, like that. Yeah. Well, once you once you mention the word God, who you address the conversation to, it, it immediately from so the listen, the moment you say Father, he turns in your direction. So I would say, like, Father, you know, and I do the same thing. You know, Lord, you know, you know, like this morning I got a phone call. I said, Lord, well, if it's just, that's your will, that's I'm good. I'm good. And and no sooner did I said that, right? I called the person back and they changed their minds. Their whole mind was changed. They're like, well, I want to try to do everything I can to help you. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, right? So notice what I didn't do. I didn't curse. I didn't panic. But I called my father. I talked to myself. People see you driving down the street talk. They're like, something is wrong. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, once you once you address it to him, then you're you you got his attention. You follow what I'm saying? And isn't that awesome to know that we have that kind of father? Yes, that, listen, yes, it's good to know that. Mm -hmm. It's comforting to know that you're not by yourself. It's comforting to know that your heavenly father hears you. Yeah. Right? How many of you prayed and you've seen things happen? You got to push. Yeah. Yeah. All right? You got to push. You ready? Push. Pray until something happens. Yes. You write, write it down. Push. Pray until something happens. Amen. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say, well, you know, uh, you know, God's not answering my prayer, so guess what? I'm just going to give up. So the question tonight now is, you know, and we looked at the Galatians. Oh, man, Galatians was powerful, right? I mean, Boy, we sure looked at Galatians last week. But look, go, go to go to First John, not John, but First John. Mm -hmm. All right, First John chapter three, <clears throat> and let's look at Amen. Something here that you know these powerful words. As I said, ordinary people like you and I 
can be called children of the creator of the universe. Is that not worth thinking about? Is that not worth rejoicing over? The fact that you and I are even called children of God. That, that to me blows my mind that, 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 you know, somebody asked me, well, what's the difference between, you know, a child of God and the children of God? Same thing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, but, but here's the thing. To be called a child of God, first of all, to be called a child of God means that you want to be parent by God. Yes. Come on, somebody. How does God parent you? He parents you through the word, through your pastor, through instruction. Amen. And oftentimes what happens to us, we have to be very careful that Satan does not get a hold of us. And then, listen, and, and start appealing to our old nature. And then we're no longer acting like a child of God, we're acting like a child of what? The devil. Amen. You know, and so if I'm carrying that label that I am a child of God, then my actions, reactions, and my thinking must change. Yeah. Here's the thing. God has given you something. He's given you the Holy Spirit. Let's look at this. See how great a what? Love. See, listen. Every father should love their children. But oftentimes we've been neglected. We haven't gotten the love that we should. Come on, somebody. All right, amen. Man, fathers don't even know. Listen, parents don't even know. When they make a child, man, you did something real right there. But here's the thing. The father plays. I know the mother brought the baby to work. I, I get that, all right? That, they did the most important part. <laughs> But the father is the one the child looks to mm -hmm. for validation, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. for strength, yeah. for encouragement. Yeah. See what I'm saying? The father gives them. That's why the Bible says we're made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And while being made in the image of God, your father gives you what you so desire. He says, see how not, not just love, but the text says, see how great a love. I didn't know fathers could love. But our Heavenly Father, can I tell you something? He loves you more than you can even imagine. I'm saying to you, I'm going to say this to you. Listen, you will never find love. Listen, a lot of us are searching for love. But until you can embrace the love from your Father, mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, amen, then you will recognize and you'll have a standard of what, it, what you're really looking for. Come on, somebody. Listen, a man can buy you a few things. That's not love. That's not love. That's not love. You know what? You know what love really is? Selflessness. Love is not about you. If you're giving it, it's all about what the other person. It's what you want. Amen. When I teach husband and wife's role in counseling. You know, it's it's crazy because everybody's like, man, I don't, I don't you know, I don't, dude, I don't know if I really want to get married now. <laughs> Scripture says the husband is supposed to care more about his wife than anything else. Amen. Amen. <laughs> whatever her dreams, whatever her desires, whatever her will, I mean, he's supposed to be like that. But is that usually the, is that usually the case? Huh? All the women say no. <laughs> <laughs> A man will will will. <clears throat> A, A man will. 
to get all that he can get. Right? He'll give only as much as he thinks he can. You, you follow what I'm saying? To get what he wants, and after that, it's over. It's like, yeah, get it yourself. Sure, that, you know. Give me some water, get it yourself. Before you would jump, listen, you would walk on water to get her some water. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? You've been doing things, you do things you've never even done before. You follow what I'm saying? To get her. Once you got her, then what? Then it's over. It's over, right? It's over. It's it's all over. It's no more love. And this is why this is why I say to you, it's important for you to be loved by God too much as to embrace the love of God so that you have a standard that's set. Love is not about what you can do for me. Amen. Love is a verb. It's a, it's a verb. God says, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that, watch this, that we would be called what? Children of God. He says that's love. The fact that you carry my name, that's love. What happens when you get married? You change last names, don't you? You take on a new name. You're supposed to take on a new name. <laughs> Amen. Some of you want a hyphenate. That's why your marriage ain't working. <laughs> you want a hyphenate. No hyphenation going on. Shoot. You want a hyphenate. Let me say this to you. Hyphenation, when you gave up, when you gave your hand to that man in marriage, guess what you did? You gave up your rights. You gave up your name. So this is why it's important to think about what you're doing before you get married. You're giving up everything. But he says, he says, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that what that we would be called what? Children of God. That to me is such an honor. It's because of love that we carry his name. He died so that we can see, now I'm talking about real love here. You see what I'm saying? See, I can carry his name because he showed me by what he did for me on Calvary. When he died, I got an opportunity now to carry his name. Christian. I was telling you, don't forget what your last name is. It's Christian. That's your last name. Before you go do something, remember what your last name is. He says, on, he said that we will be called children of God. Look what he says, and such we are. For this reason, watch this, and I think I went over this. The world does not what? Know, us. know why the world doesn't know you? You know why? Sometimes when you go out, I'm going to leave this. When you go out in the world that they reject you and you get all kinds of turmoil and situations because they don't recognize you. Because you are somebody different. You're new. You're a new creature in Christ. But we got to remember this. You're loved by him. And here's the thing. What I found out. As believers, if you are trying to find validation from the world, the world is going to let you down. And you ever notice, you end up right back in the house of God. Isn't that something? You go out there, you'll have fun for a minute. But you'll come right back around because, they, because you are, let me say it one more time. You are a child of what? God. The fact that I'm given the privilege Amen. to be called a child of God and the world does not know us because it did not know him. Know him. Amen. Amen. So the question becomes now, why should I become part of another family? I was born into this family. Why should I be born to another family? Why should I become part of another family? Well, let's go there. Let's go to John 12. Ah, uh, goodness. In verse 31, 
up to verse 27. Now this is Jesus speaking. He says, for now, now my soul has become troubled. And what I say shall, what shall I say, Father? Now this is Jesus talking to his Father. Save me from what? But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Now what Jesus was saying here is that he's, he's getting ready to go to the cross. He's agonizing the pain and the suffering. Listen, I want to say this to you. Don't take the cross lightly. Christ died. He agonized. This is his very words saying, listen, the reason you have to become part of another family, y'all, is because when you were born, you were born into the wrong family. Yes. You were born, you and I were born in sin. We were born under a curse. Yes. Amen. 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 But someone needed to release us, and that's Jesus. Yes. So God made a way, right? Watch what he says. He says, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice, watch this now. Then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it what? Again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that they had what? Thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to him. See, even, see, uh, listen, it's all about perception. Sometimes God is speaking to you and you think it's the thunder. Seriously. Sometimes God is speaking but you don't want to believe what you just heard. God will say you're selfish. God will say you need to straighten up. Or God may, may impress upon your heart and say, you know what, you got to do this or you got to do that. But listen, we deny it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Look, we said in verse 30, Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for what? For your sakes. Now, verse 31, look what he says. Now, this is the reason why we have to become part of another family. Now, judge you. Is upon what? Yeah. Judgment is upon this world. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not a fire and brimstone preacher, but this is just these are just the facts. Yeah. What's the facts? That we were born in this world, and this world has been under judgment from day one. Yes. Actually, not from day one, after Adam and Eve sinned. Mm -hmm. Right? They fell, they, the, the earth fell into a curse. We fell and we plummeted into sin. And he says, now judgment is upon, the, upon this world. Now watch this now. Now the ruler of this world, who's the ruler of this world? In this realm. Here's the thing. We know that Satan is the ruler of this world, but yet we're trying to go to the world, hello somebody, to find love. To build a family. Listen, God gave you a, a, a church home, a church family. You know why he did that? Because he wants you to know that I care about you, I love you, right? And here's the thing, and not that we're perfect in here, okay? But here's the thing, we know that we're part of God's family, but we know that we're no, we don't act the way we used to. And being around other believers helps you, encourages you, and helps you build your faith. But he says, he says, the rule of this world will be cast out. And look at verse 32. He says, and I, if I am what? Lifted up from the earth. Jesus is foretelling his death here. He says, I will draw all men to myself. Listen, the moment that Jesus went to the cross, this is what I call universal magnetism. He draws all men to himself. Listen, you, didn't, you and I did not choose God. Amen. The scripture says, uh, you know, now that you've come to know God, oh, I'm sorry, now that you've come to know God, or oh, be known by God. The fact that I've known my God, but here's the thing, when he was lifted up 
on the cross. It became the magnetism that drew me to him. That brought me into the family of God. And, and watch this. You ever notice that when you first get saved, how everything is so beautiful? Everything at first is so wonderful. I mean, you know, you you you, you know, it's a, you're walking to a church. You don't even know half the stuff that's going on in that church. <laughs> Amen. But when you come in, right, and 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 the cross draws you. Listen, I, listen. You got to make sure that you're part of the right family. Because if you keep running back to the world to find something, especially love. May I say this to you tonight? Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your relationship with God. But I want to encourage you tonight. I want to say this to you. He says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw what? All men to myself. Jesus said, I don't need anybody. But, but remember what he was going through in verse 29, 27 to 28? 27, he says, Father, listen, my soul is troubled. What should I say, Father? Save me. Now, listen, listen to what he was doing. What was he doing, y'all? He was talking to his father. He had to face the toughest day of his life. And what did he do? May I ask you something? Who do you talk to when you're going through the toughest days of your life? Who do you talk to, amen, when you don't want to go through that day? Come on, somebody. When you can't face that day. Father. Notice Jesus gave us an example. That when you're facing difficulties, things that you can't. Listen, you know what? Stop avoiding the difficulties things in your life. And until you and I deal with them, but you can't deal with them by yourself. You have a father you can call. And notice this. Notice this about this passage. After he called him the father, God spoke back to him. Come on, somebody. God spoke. The Bible says, he says, Father, notice what Jesus said in verse 28. Notice what he said, y'all. He said, Father, glorify what? Your name. May I ask you something? The last thing you've been through, did your daddy get any credit? Did your father shine while you were going through? He says, Daddy, I know I got to go to this cross. I know this, right? But, but listen, I'm being persecuted. I don't want to do it. But Father, listen, if you live for the glory of God, you know what glory means? Weight. To make doxo. It means to make something heavy. Right? So, so how, do you, how do you glorify God? Here's the thing. When you're going through, rather than caving in, rather than complaining, you start praising Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. And watch this. You got people around you saying, she crazy. But see, if you know my daddy, come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all not working with me tonight. If you, if you really understand who he is and you understand what he did for me before, here's the problem with the children of Israel. Three days out of Egypt, right? They got to the bitter waters of life. You know what they did? They grumbled. God says the reason why I did that is to test them. You know why God was testing them? To see whether or not they would obey him and his commands. So what Jesus was doing is it became tough. But Jesus is saying, Father, I know I got to do this. But I glorify you. God, I know this is painful what I'm facing right now, but may you get the glory. Two months, now right after that, right? God moved, matter of fact, first of all, God turned the bitter water sweet. You know he can do that, right? He made Kool-Aid in the wilderness. 
<laughs> he sweetened the water. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, God did some strange things in the wilderness. You know what I mean? He rained down bread. <laughs> he got some quail just fell off the heaven. You know what I'm saying? You know, we complain, right, about all this stuff that we don't have. But if you were to really, 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 really glorify God in what you're going through, you'll see some miracles in your life. Jesus. Jesus. Watch this now. So he says, so, 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 so. they turned the bitter water sweet, and then, watch this, a couple days later, God moved them, watch this, to 12, the, the springs of Elam. The Bible says it was like, it, listen, the, the water of Elam was like miracle water. So, so watch this. You go through a little bitterness in life. But, but see, they complained rather than glorifying God. Then God brought them to what? Good waters. The Bible says there were 12, in Elam, there were 12 springs and they had date palms. You know those dates? They were sweet and they were big. Watch this. So they went from lack to abundance. And then here's what happened. It didn't last for long. You know the reason why things doesn't last long? Because God doesn't want you to become comfortable and complacent. God does not want you to start relying on the things that you have. He wants you to keep relying on the one that gave you those things. Which is your father. You see, and watch this now. Right after that, two months later, they come back and they had no food again. Like, what is God doing to these people, right? Why is he chastising them? See, because God knew their hearts. See, and as a child of God, if you don't have a spirit of gratefulness, if you don't possess a heart that says, God, I want to glorify you, Father. Lord, I'm going through right now. I don't understand what I'm going through. But God, may you be glorified. Watch this. When you live to glorify your Father, watch this, you will hear his voice. Then and only then will you hear his voice. Are you with me? We become part of another family because, here's the thing, because the world is under what? Judgment. Go to, go to, go to John 16, 11. John 16. Let's back up. Uh, go to verse 7. I just want to I want to show you why we needed to become part of another family. See, this is very important because your family status is very important. Look what it says in verse 7. It says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I want. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But I but if I go, I will send him. To you. Now who is he talking about? Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. We dealt with that last week. That he lives in you. Right? Yeah. Verse 8. And he when he comes. Watch what he'll do. Will convict the world concerning what? Sin. And righteousness. And judgment. Here's the thing. A lot of us have the Holy Spirit. But we ignore him. You know, we listen, here's the thing. You gotta be careful of carrying the, the, the name child of God and then going in the world and being just like them. Ruining your witness. Your testimony. And sometimes you gotta be careful of your testimony even in church. Because here's the thing, we can say that we're spiritual, but here's the thing, be mindful of how we treat each other. Because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we should love one another, y'all. We shouldn't be divided, we shouldn't be, you know what I mean? He says, he says I gave you the, the Spirit, watch this. He says, I, for the world, now watch this, and, and when he comes, 
He will convict the world of what? Sin. That world that we were in. The world that he came to judge. The reason he came to judge the world. Because the world is full of sin. That's why, the, that's why you know, people don't like preachers. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's the reason why people like the world, like worldly people. When you get around worldly people and you got the light in you, you know, you go to family reunions and stuff. You know what I mean? Now, now, unless, you know, make sure you're not full with another spirit and, you know what I mean? Make sure you feel with the Holy Spirit. You follow what I'm saying? You don't have to be like them. You don't need to get a drink to, to have a good time. If you need a drink to have a good time, something wrong. See, because I, I can have a good time without having a drink. He says the Holy Spirit, listen, and if the Holy Spirit does not convict you, hello somebody, something is wrong. Look what he says, in the righteousness and what? Judgment. Verse 9, Con concerning sin, because what? They do not believe in who? In me. See, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us of our sins, and then here's the thing, and shows us Man, you're in the wrong family. Come on. See, the moment that you had that epiphany, yeah. that you needed to do something different. Anybody here need to do, see, yeah. you, you felt like you needed to do something different with your life? Because yeah. all the things you were trying, all the things you were doing wasn't working. Amen. Right? You had that epiphany. It wasn't an epiphany. You know what it was? It was conviction. See, I mean, the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to be part of another family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the wrong family, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Look what he says. Look what he says. He said, because they did. Listen, we didn't believe. None of us believed. Come on, somebody. We did not believe. It took, it took something. Oh, come on, somebody. And let me say, let me tell you who was working in you, around you, well, around you, okay? It was the Holy Spirit pushing you this way till finally you said, you know what, let me, let me really listen. I, I'm going to church. I know I ain't listening. I'm just going to church. Watch what he says. Concerning sin, because they do not believe, watch this, verse 10, and concerning righteousness, watch this, because I go to the, you ever notice Jesus always addresses God as his father. Always. He says, I go to the father and you no longer what? See me. Verse 11. And concerning judgment, watch this, because the ruler of what? This world has been judged. May I say something to you? Satan's end has already been written. Amen. He's already defeated. Yes, why is he have? Why does he have so much power in your life? Yeah. Why does he affect you so much when his end has already been written? Amen. He's been judged already. Amen. Look what he said in verse 12. He says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. But when the spirit of truth comes, this is what it means to be part of the family of God. Listen, the spirit of God is who's guiding you, saints. The spirit of God is who guides you. He guides you into truth. You know when you walk, when you walk into a room, when you talk to a person, whether or not they're telling the truth or not, because the spirit of God will give you discernment. The spirit of God will convict your heart. The spirit of God will tell you, uh uh, that ain't right. Move around. Okay? Don't be so anxious. Don't be so wait on me. Wait, listen. What you are desiring right now, the for the most. If you were to put that desire, watch this, into glorifying God, God will eventually bring your desires to pass. Amen. 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 Go to 1 Corinthians 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 4. 
Let's look at verse 4. Uh, chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. It says, Let the man regard us in this manner as what? Servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of a steward that one be found what? Faithful. Trustworthy. You know, when you become the part of the family of God, there's certain standards. We'll get into that. Being fathered by God means that, listen, your yes is your yes. Certain things God has entrusted to you. Right? And as a steward, he's, he says, you have to look at yourself as you don't own anything. Everything that you have when you accepted Christ, you forfeited it all. You, 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 you turned it over to him. And God has called us now to be good stewards, good managers over it. Amen? And as a child of God, we must be faithful over the things that God has given us. Watch what he says in verse 3. He says, but to me it is a what? Very small thing that I may be what? Examined by you. Or oh, by any human court, in fact, I do not even, I do not even examine myself. Verse 4. For I am conscious of nothing against myself, yet what? I am not what? By this, by this acquitted, but the one who what? Examine. Come on, somebody. The one who examines me. Stop judging me. Stop setting a standard for me. Matter of fact, you stop living according to those old rules. Here's the thing as a child of God, and the reason why we have to look at this this way is because, listen, only God can judge me. And here's the thing, God is the one who will examine me. One day, it will all come to a place where you and I will stand before him and he will examine us for every word, thought, deed, and action. But here's the thing. The reason we need to become part of another family is because here's the thing. We are sinners. We were sinners. We're still sinners, but we're saved by grace. But watch this. Watch what he says. He says, therefore, do not go on what? Passing judgment. Before what? The time. But wait until the Lord comes who will both bring what? To light. Hello somebody. The things what? Hidden. Listen, you can do whatever you want to. You, you, you come to church smiling, be holy. But God knows you. You know what I love about being a child of God? He knows me. See, and this is a problem, y'all. This is why Jesus said to the, when they brought the woman caught in adultery, right? This is what he said. He said, uh, hold on, y'all. What y'all what y'all doing? You know, he said, well, we caught her in adultery. My question is, how you knew where she was? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Jesus said, he who was without sin cast the first stone. And guess what? The Bible says from the, from the little children to the adult, no one was left but the woman. Because when you examine yourself, you see how far you fall short and how much you need God to continue to help you and I to live this Christian life. I need my daddy every day. I need him every day. I need him to direct me and guide me and tell me when I'm doing wrong. Listen, some of us, we get grown spiritually and nobody can't tell you anything anymore. But, but Paul says, I'm not going to go on passing judgment before the time, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until the Lord comes who will bring both, who will both bring to light the things hidden in darkness and disclose, watch this, the motives of men's hearts and then each man's praise. Oh, come on, somebody. The reason I'm living for in another family because I'm living for the praises of God. Not for the praises of men. 
That's how we have to live. Live so that God will praise you. Listen, is it hard sometimes? You better believe it. But here's the thing. God gave you the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, it's hard sometimes. But who are we living to please? This is a very important piece to being fathered by God. Because who you get your praise from is where you get your validation from. And if you're living to, for the praises of God, if you're, if you're giving, let me catch something, have you really given God your best? Have you given him your best praise? Have you given him your best service? Where do you serve in church? And here's the question, have you given him your best? And I'm talking about your best. How can he praise you for something you haven't even done? See, and being part of this family means that you have responsibilities. See, here's the thing. It's one thing having the status of being in the family. Come on, somebody. But there's something else of what? Of, of being a productive part of that family. Amen. I love what he says here. We're not going to judge. I'm not going to go on passing judgment before time. He says, but the one who judges me is God. Listen what he says. And then each man praise will come from God. Verse 6. Now these things, brethren, I have what? Figuratively applied to myself and Apollos for your sakes so that in us you may learn you may learn not to exceed what is written so that no so no one of you will become what? Arrogant. See that? See, you can be part of this family and go back to doing some of the things you used to do. Yeah. See? He says, don't become arrogant in, on, in behalf of one against the other. Go to John uh, 8. John 8, 44. We're going to read the context, of course. Let's read the context. Um, look at verse 40. This is why we need to be part. You ever notice every, these scriptures I'm showing you here, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm willing, I'm ready. I'm doing up myself. I'm, I'm, I'm about to die. You know why? Because I know when I die, I will bring, I'll bring Shannon into the presence of God. I know that when I die, amen, Andrew is going to be in the kingdom of God. I know this. So, so dying for Jesus was a necessary part of the process of birthing you into the kingdom. That's why it, we're called brothers and sisters because we came from the same womb, which is Adolphus. We are birthed through the same womb, and that womb is Jesus. So he knew what he had to do. The question is, would you do that for somebody else? Would you die for somebody? Would you take the place of a person who's sentenced to life in prison? Would you take that place? Probably not. And that's the picture of what Jesus did for us. We had a death sentence. Matter of fact, we were sitting, amen, on death row. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would just, watch this. Most, un, all unbelievers are sitting on death row, watch this, waiting for that day to get that lethal injection of death, which will be final for them. And it's up to us as believers to go out and open our mouths and say, listen, I'm part of this family. Do you want to be part of this family? Watch this. Verse 40. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me. Uh, see that? See, see what I'm saying? A man who has told you the what? Truth. <laughs> if you can't handle the truth, you just can't handle the truth. They couldn't handle the truth and they were seeking to what? Kill you. Because Jesus exposed them. Watch this. He says, which I heard from God. This Abraham did too, did not do. Verse 41, you are doing the deeds of your father. 
They said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Now let me just explain this scripture to you right quick. There's a lot of people claiming God is their father, but he's not their father. That's, that's very scary, isn't it? You live your whole life thinking, oh, I, I know God. He is my father. I got a cross at home. I treat people right. I'm a good person. Who want to take the good person test? Anybody want to take a good person test? Please. Good person test. All right, I'm so good. Listen, these Pharisees thought they were good. Watch this now. Watch what they said. They said, listen, you are doing, Jesus said, you're doing the deeds of the Father. They said to him, we were not, they were saying literally, right, they were born not of fornication. In other words, they were born into a full family. You know, husband, wife, you understand what I'm saying? They were saying that we weren't tainted like you, yeah. like the Gentiles. We are super holy. Religious people don't get into heaven. They don't. Religious people are full of themselves. It's not about religion, it's about relationship. Watch this now. We have one God. They said we have one Father, God. People who claim God as their Father, they're people that are claiming God as their Father, but He does not know them. Because you cannot, watch this now, you cannot know the Father apart from the Son. And they could not recognize. The son, as a matter of fact, they were seeking to kill the son. Is that heaven? Watch this now. Jesus said to them, watch this now. Here's, and here's how you know whether you're fathered by God. And if you're in this family. He said, Jesus said, verse 42, to them, if God were your father, Oh, somebody read it for me. Somebody read it for me. You would what? Love me. Imagine something. How much do you love Jesus? I'm serious. Can I ask you that? How much do you love him? Do you really love him? I love him. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love him. How do you love Jesus? I'm saying, well, let me see. See, I don't think. Let me make sure. Y'all wasn't born in fornication, right? <laughs> How many love Jesus tonight? I hope you love him. I'm serious. I hope you really, really. Let me say it one more time. How many of you love Jesus? And I'm talking about love him. Because if God is your father, you will have an infatuation. Oh, I wish I had somebody with Jesus. They, they had a form of righteousness. They thought that God really, there's a lot of people walking around, I know God. Baby, I know you say you know God, but how much do you know Jesus? Because you can sit in church all your life and be in love with God, but watch this, don't know Jesus. Very important. Jesus, you know, he's calling them out, right? But watch what he said. Watch this now. He says, for I proceed forth and have come what? From God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Verse 43. Why do you not understand what I am saying? Watch this now. Is it because you cannot hear my word? Here's another sign of being in the family of God. Not only do you love Jesus, 
but you can stomach the word. You can understand what you hear from God. You can understand the word. And being in the family of God, watch this, watch this. You, you can hear the word, you can read the word, you can understand the word, you can break the word down. Listen, the word brings you comfort when you're going through. Listen, you can listen to a word of God and it can bring you back to life. It's not that you're not going to have your moments. You're going to break down and have terrible moments in life. But here's the thing. The fact that you are a child of God and you can understand the word of God, you have everything, everything pertaining to life is found in this word. And as a child of God, being in the family of God, guess what? You can understand it and live it. Watch what he says in verse 44, though. You are not of, uh, you are of your father. Your daddy is the devil. That's what he said. How do you know who's fathering you? I'll show you how. It's in the verse. And you do not want to, and you and you want to do the desire every child wants to do the desire to please. I, mamas, you're important. But every child wants to do the desire of their father. And what is the desire of their father? He was a murderer from the beginning. You got to ask yourself, who's my daddy? Because if God is your father, and if you're part of this family, he says he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in the devil. But, but guess what? He was our father before. And we did everything to please him. Amen. Watch this now. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar. Oh, I wish I had somebody here. And the father of lies. Satan is a father too. I'm saying one more time. Satan is a father too. So who's fathering you? Who's fathering you? And if you say it's God, then Jesus should be at the center of your life. Not Buddha. Not Muhammad. Not Krishna. Not Confucius. Not positive thinking. Not let me try to figure it out. Jesus. And here's what the father of lies tried to do, tries to do. He lies to you constantly. He deposits lies. And he tries to get you back home. Hmm. Look what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you back home. He's trying to get you back to where he had you. Listen, I'm not embarrassed to say he was my daddy. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Murderer. He, the Bible says he's a murderer from the beginning. He, listen, let, let me tell you how you get rid of Satan. Tell the truth. Did you do it? Yes, I did. Yes, yes, sir, I did. You go to jail. Okay, thank you, sir. 
with some stuff on my books, I get off soon. <laughs> but tell the truth. The truth puts him to flight. Listen, look at the deception in your life right now. And if there's deception in your life tonight, it's time for you to change allegiances and tell the truth. God, I repent tonight. I'm sorry. You know what? I believe the lies of Satan. Who's your father? Very important question. Because Satan is a father too. And he has a trillions of children out there. Look what he said in verse 46. Verse 45. He's the father of lies. Did you see that? He's the father of what? Lies. Look at verse 45. But because I speak, I told you that's how you get rid of them. Here's the thing, if you know you're telling the truth, you don't have to defend yourself. Even if somebody's telling you a lie, I know it's the truth. I don't have to change my story. The reason I don't have to change my story is because I'm standing in truth. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, but because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who has, he who is of God. Listen, when you don't want to come to church, you don't want to hear the word of God? Who's your dad? Who's your daddy? <laughs> All right, keep your mind clear. <laughs> so, 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 shut up. Who's your daddy? Amen. He who, he who is of God, he is the what? The word of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because what? If you're not of God, you won't be able to hear the word of God and then apply it to your life. I got one more verse and I'm done. Oh, you know what? Let's read verse 48. The Jews, the Jews answered. This is the Jews, right? Now notice, Jesus didn't got them, right? Jesus didn't talk. This is my favorite. Listen, John 8 is my favorite passage of scripture, right? In my devotion time, it seems for like a month. I, every other week, I was following right on this passage. So I, I've studied the whole eight, uh, chapter 8 of John. Let me say this to you. They are furious. Yeah. Notice what he just did. He called them the devil. <laughs> he called them a child of the devil. He called him a murderer. He listen. He said, "You don't even know God." He called him a liar. You know what I mean? He, what he was doing was he was using the Ten Commandments to show them that if you don't believe in me, then you can't believe in God. Watch this. The Jews answered and said to him, "Do you uh, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon?" Not notice that comeback. Look at that comeback, right? Look at that comeback. Uh, you are Samaritan and what? You have a demon. Watch verse 49. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my what? My, may I ask you something? And I'm, I'm finna quit yet. I'm finna quit. Here's the next thing you gotta know. You have to honor your father. Listen. Sometimes your father's not, listen, the relationship, you know what I mean? You have to honor him. Never dishonor your father. Honor him. And when you can honor your father, 
You're part of that family. Watch what he says. He says, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Verse 50. But I do not seek my glory. There's one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never. Who yeah. I thank God for being part of this family. Yeah. Listen, I may die. But I will never see death. Because absent from the body is to be present. I know you're going to miss me here on earth. I, I know that. But I will be in a better place. No more crying. No more pain. No more suffering. No more diseases. No more aches and pains. Amen. So while I'm here on earth, I'm going to make the most of my relationship with God here because when I die, I have to spend the rest of my life in the presence of my Father. When I get home, y'all, come on somebody, when, when we get home, we won't have to be acclimated to our Father because we spent our time on earth glorifying our That he who believes in me, he says, will never see death. Never. You know why? Jesus defeated death. And he defeated Satan. Is that good news? Is that good news? I, I want to say that's great news. Let's, let's see what the Jews reply. Let's see what they reply. The Jews said to him, now, uh, we know uh, yeah, that you have a demon now, for real. Abraham died and the prophets also, and you say if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death? Surely you are not greater than Father Abraham, who died, the prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Now, just imagine, they thought that Jesus was a lunatic. Here's the thing. He's either a lunatic or Lord. You choose. See, they thought he was a lunatic. They thought he was crazy. Just imagine I come in this room and say, hey, listen, y'all. I'm Jesus. I'm God's son. I'm going to die for you and take you to heaven. If you believe in me, right? Believe in me. Guess what you're thinking. Do you know how hard it is to believe them? That's why the Bible says, that's why the Bible says, those that believe now are blessed because we don't have him here, but we have to believe him by faith. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope you're getting this. Don't just be a believer of God, be a believer of Jesus. Because Jesus is God. Are y'all following me? Watch this now. Watch what he says now. Jesus answered, well, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. Is it my father? It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say, watch this, he is our God. Jesus was saying, if you knew the God that you think you knew, you would do the same. Here's the thing, if you really know God, then you will not have a problem with Jesus. The world has a problem with Jesus. You know why? Because they don't know him. They don't know God because they're sin the world is sinful. We were in the same condition, y'all. Look what it says. And you have not come to know him. Watch this. This is the place I was trying to get to. And you have not come to know him. That's the same God that he's talking about. But I know him. And if I say that I do not know him, I will be a liar like you. Oh man, Jesus is cold, God. But I do not know, but he says, but I do not know him. But I'm saying, but I do know him. And here's the difference. Here's the difference, y'all. I do know him. But what do I do? Let, 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 me, let me close it right here. Let me just close it right here. If you know God, and if you're part of his family, you know what you'll do? You'll keep his word. 
You're not only going to read it when you feel like it. You're going to start feasting on it. You're going to start living by it. You're going to start putting it into practice. Because then you know that you're part of the family of God. Give God a hand clap.